Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Disney+, HBO Max, and so much more. Come along with me on this journey as we deep dive into all things nerd culture. Once a week, right here, Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Hoskins. So glad you decided to join us today. We are going to be discussing the four-hour-long epic Zack Snyder's Justice League. Once again, as always, I am not alone on this endeavor. I am joined tonight by Mr. Ian Torrance. Ian, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man, how's it going? Nice. I'm doing L- fantastic. To- how about yourself? I'm fantastic. Listen to that excitement. I am ready. Woo, ready to go. <laughs> the only thing that would please me more is if you told me Trent Persinger was here tonight. Well, you know what? You're going to be excited what? because don't you dare joining us again is Mr. Trent Persinger. Trent, how you doing? What's bud? up? What's up, guys? How's Trent, you rascal! How you doing? <laughs> hey, you thought you saw the last of me, didn't you? I'm back, I, baby. Well, <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad to. Like I said, we are we are going to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League today. We are uh, we are not going to do a news segment like we normally would. Um, this movie is long enough to warrant an entire podcast just dedicated to it. But also, we are not only going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. Amongst the three of us, we have special guest tonight. Very excited, <laughs> making his paperweight entertainment debut, Mr. Ian Wells. Ian, how you doing, bud? I'm good. How's it going, Paperweight people? <laughs> doing good, man. Doing good. Welcome. And uh, last but not least, the one, the only, the co-founder of Paperweight Entertainment, this empire that we have started, the Bob, Robert Tink. What is kicking my chickens? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, you guys? See, we have friends. All you people that said we didn't have any friends. Was I the only one that got that fan mail? Yeah. <laughs> that was from me, Trent. I oh. said that to you. <laughs> oh. He's trolling we can get well. fan mail? Yeah, we can get fan mail. <laughs> we can. The question is, will we? That's up we, to you. Yeah. Oh, there's the challenge. Trent laying down the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like I said before, guys, we're going to be talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. We're going to dive into it. We're going to talk about how it's different from just uh, the Justice League, as it's been called, the 2017 theatrical cut. We are going to uh, give a quick non-spoiler review. Each of us are going to give our thoughts on the movie. Uh, then we're going to take a little break, have an ad, uh, an ad break, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk full spoilers. Should be a really good discussion. So uh, to start things off, I'm going to go ahead and go to our resident DC guy and go to uh, Mr. Ian Torrance. Ian, you want to give us a, a quick non-spoiler review? What do you think about the movie? Uh, all right. So to throw this out there for those of you that have talked to me about this and, and, and know how I feel about DC in general, uh, I did not like the Justice League movie, the 2017 theatrical cut. I did not like it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. But I don't want to say I loathe it uh, by any means. I just I didn't like it. This one for me, ten times better. Love this one. Uh, I, I I didn't feel like the four hours was too long whatsoever. Uh, it didn't it didn't feel like it was dragging on to me. Uh, the only part that 
and, and Mr. Wells knows this, I was just extremely tired when we were watching the movie. That was the only thing I had going against me, but I did not feel like I was just watching a four, like, come on, like a four hour movie to me. I liked that, um, uh, what's it called? Man of Steel. I love the Man of Steel movie. I did not like Batman versus Superman either. So I was kind of a little bit worried about, you know, the Snyder cut versus the theatrical because I thought, well, if I don't like the theatrical, am I really going to love the Snyder cut? That Like, could it be that much different? And boy, is it ever. And uh, I, I don't, I, I didn't hate uh, Justice League or Batman versus Superman by any means, but um, I just, you know, didn't, well, I don't know. I might've, I might've hated that. I might've had a strong hate for them, but no, th- this one was really cool, man. I thought it was much, much better. Um, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to spoil things because I've, I've got things on the tip of my tongue that I just want to roll off. I understand. Um, all right. That's, that's good, man. We're going to, we'll move on and uh, you can save all your, your thoughts for the spoiler section. It's yeah. It's just, it's balled up inside of me trying to escape. Like, you know, like I'm I understand about to transform into a spoiler lichen. You know what I mean? I understand. I understand. Uh, Bob, why don't you, Mr. Newcomer, why don't you uh, give us your non-spoiler thoughts of the movie? Well, here's my thoughts. Unlike the majority of people, I actually liked the 2017 Justice League movie. I thought it was really fun. I liked Batman versus Superman. I thought that was really fun. I didn't care about Martha. Um, I still thought it was fun. But having said that, having enjoyed the Josh Whedon one, I thought this one blew it out of the water. I loved every second of it. I did not care of the length. I did not care of the slow motion. I thought uh, with all the slow motion, it was just Jack Schneider giving what his fan, what he thought his fans wanted and just letting us see it longer because he knows there's not going to be any more, which to me is the saddest thing about the whole thing. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, anything else you want to say about it before we move on to uh, Trent? Not without giving anything away. All right. Trent, right. That's, that's the problem. I understand. Trent, uh, non-spoiler thoughts on the movie. Yeah, I won't. I won't dig into the movie really either. I'll save that for the next part. Uh, I guess my comments. I'm going to probably echo a lot of what Ian and Bob just said, but I feel like that's kind of the overall consensus for a reason. Um, I'll admit that when they first, when this first started, like gaining some steam as far as you know, release the Snyder Cut, blah blah blah, and it became like this big movement, and then it it was going to happen. I was one of those people online that was pretty skeptical because I, uh, you know, I didn't hate Justice League. I did not think it was good. The, the original, I mean, the Joss Whedon version. It was clearly, you know, two movies scotch taped together and it was just, it showed really bad. So, but like Bob said, it was, it had some enjoyable parts. I didn't hate it, but I was skeptical when they announced that the Snyder Cut was coming because I'm like, how much better could it be like how much can you polish a turd like (laughs) at its core it still just seemed like a not very good movie and i'm not i'll I'll be honest too i'm not the biggest Zack steiner fan i liked man of steel i was so so with with batman versus superman i didn't think it was great um the ultimate edition that came out on blu-ray i thought was better but still not great so i was very skeptical originally um but then i watched it and yeah exactly what they just said it was like it was good. It, it, I was into it. It was like a completely different movie. I mean, I was shocked at how different and better 
than than the theatrical cut and how much more I enjoyed it. And I'll leave it at that for now because, like I said, we'll get into more stuff here in a second. But, I mean, it, it really is better in just about every way. And, and really, it's almost like a completely different movie, I thought. All right. All right. Uh, Mr. Wells, non-spoiler thoughts, buddy. Uh, my non-spoiler thoughts on the Justice League Snyder Cut. I loved it. It was amazing. Uh, I thought the way they used the chapters really broke the movie up nicely. You felt like you were getting the story in levels, so four hours was easy to watch. He uh, really let the scenes breathe, so you got a lot more from each character. Uh, this movie made me care more about The Flash than I did the first time around. I honestly didn't like Ezra Miller's Flash, but he's probably one of my favorite characters coming out of it now. Uh, I feel like Joss Whedon did Cyborg Dirty after we got to see all the stuff that was not in the original theatrical release. It's just... It's a shame that we ever saw the light of day. Um, and other than that, I really just love the movie. I hate to say it, but I know the CGI mouth is no longer there, but I was bothered by it so much, I'm haunted. And I still see it sometimes when I watch the, the lip. Yeah. <laughs> the Cavill lip. It's still yeah. there. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was not. Wait, it was still there? I didn't notice it. It's not still there, but I've oh, okay. he's, he's saying the image saying. was forever imprinted in his oh, okay. brain. That he yeah. saw it, even yeah, when it, it was not there. <laughs> That's a non-spoiler thought everyone needs to know is not in this version. So right, right. <laughs> have no fear going into it as far as that goes. <laughs> right. Anything else there, Wells? Uh, I think that's about it for now without right. getting into spoilers. Well, uh, I'll give my non-spoiler thoughts. Um, I'll echo most of what everybody said, except for the fact that like Bob, I actually really, I, I actually really enjoyed the uh, 2017 Justice League. Understanding what they had to go through to make that you know joss whedon was brought in last second they said all right take this four hour cut of a movie uh lighten it up make it a little funnier you have to have it under two hours and we're not changing the release date so just the very fact that that movie even saw the light of day i i appreciated and uh also i did like the fact that it was a little lighter than the other dc movies so i can actually have my kids watch it you know my my son's a huge superman fan so i can actually i can't let him watch batman versus superman because he's just too young for it. I can't let him watch Man of Steel, really, because it's just too dark and brooding. And, you know, it's not that it's, like, awful for him, but it's it's boring for a two-year-old. They want to see Superman do fun stuff. They don't want to see him cry for two and a half hours. Even though I love Man of Steel, it's just not fun for a kid. Um, and so I... Uh, I remember him weeping for two hours. I mean, what cut of that did you watch? That was the Whedon cut. That was the, oh, Whedon that, was, cut, yeah. that was the weeping cut, yeah. The weeping Whedon, yeah. But anyway, so I actually I actually did enjoy the uh, the the Joss Whedon Justice League. But, um, you know, I, I'm a fan of Zack Snyder's movies. I even like Sucker Punch. I know nobody likes Sucker Punch, but I enjoyed Sucker Punch. Um, and so I was looking forward to seeing what he had to say and what he wanted to do with the movie. When I actually sat down to watch it, I know that I, I'm going to say up front that I really, really enjoyed it. I, I think that it is the better movie of the two, hands down. I wouldn't say that it's 10 times, 20 times better. It's definitely a better movie. But my biggest problem with it is that, like Bob mentioned, you know, he didn't have a problem with the pacing. I think Ian said he didn't feel like the four hours was anything at all. I felt that four hours. I felt that four hours in this movie. I thought it was way too long. I thought that there was a couple of shots, a couple of scenes that just had no business being in there. I understand why they were in there because Zack Snyder wanted to give the fullest version of, of his, of his original vision for the fans. But my God, I've never been more bored for an hour and a half 
waiting for that to get up there. Um, and so I, uh, I really enjoyed the movie. I, I think it was a little too long. I think they could have cut out about a half an hour or so, and I thought it would have been perfect. Um, but yeah, Wells, you're right. Cyborg was fantastic in the movie. Um, uh, the, after that hour and a half, I thought it was it was almost a perfect movie. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I thought that the uh, everything was a much, much more, uh, much better developed characters. You know, everything had more time to breathe. There was a couple of things I'll talk about as a Green Lantern fan that were in there that uh, that we'll get into in the spoiler section. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a little too long, but uh, overall, I do think it is it definitely the superior cut of the movie. And even though I don't think a four hour long cut of Justice League ever would have made it into the theaters, they would have had to change some things. I think Warner Brothers really shot themselves in the foot. Uh, Trent, was there something you wanted to say there, bud? I was just going to touch back on your on your complaint about the length. Uh, I agree to an extent, but I'm a, I wanted to ask. I'm assuming you watched it all four hours straight yeah. through. Yeah, I watched. I was going to ask through. everyone else in the room if if they all watched it at once or if they broke it up. It took me six hours to watch it. Wells, Ian and Ian, <laughs> I got a little confession. Um, I was supposed to watch it with Ian and his brother Rob, which I did, but I also watched it that morning because I took off work. So. <laughs> you sorry. son of a bitch! Are you serious? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wait, 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 wait! I wait. couldn't help. You it. can't know. Hold on. You came down and ate my mother's tacos. That's right. I was <laughs> still right in our faces. <laughs> no wonder why you fell asleep during the damn movie. I wasn't even going to call you out on that, you asshole. <laughs> Well, we yeah. have an explicit like, rating this week again. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's, I'm definitely explicit again this week. Yep. Dishonoring well, my entire family. My <laughs> father would be so, if he could understand how a podcast worked and he could listen to it, he'd be so <laughs> mad at you. So technically, I fell asleep during my second viewing of it. And it was after I, I ate tacos. Because so. I was like, oh, you're going to miss things. And I was wondering why under your breath, you mumbled, Joseph, you ain't missing <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Okay, okay, all right. Question. We're I gonna... asked the question because I just I wanted to say that I watched it in about four different hour-long increments, and I breezed through it that way. I don't know if I could have sat through it in one four-hour stretch. I think I would have probably felt more like Derek because there were some definite draggy parts and your typical Zack Snyder slow-mo that probably could have cut the movie out by an hour if you would not, just not only slow-mo slow within slow-mo my god yes Zack snyder um, was really just flexing but, slow motion in this movie but i will agree with wells in that breaking it up into the chapters really helped give it more break it up for lack of a better <laughs> term but like also just my personal choice and i know they had they had originally planned on releasing it as a four-part miniseries which I think would have been an awesome way to do it. Then they ended up changing their minds and releasing this as a full movie. But I mean, I watched it, like I said, an hour at a time and I, you know, was always left wanting more ready to see what's next. So I feel like that helps big time. I'm not saying that you need to do it that way, but I feel like that helped in terms of just getting through that four hours. Cause it probably would have been tough uh, to do it all at once. And I, I mean, I love long movies, but I really do think that probably would have been a chore yeah, <laughs> the, uh, all four the, hours of it. Yeah. They broke it up into chapters. You can tell that they, for a while, were really planning on doing it as a miniseries. And what I have, uh, what I was reading about earlier today, I think today or yesterday, was that it was actually going to be a mini miniseries, and there were some legalities with it, with the uh, with um, 
like some of the deals with the with the actors and things like that where they couldn't because if you break it up into a mini series then they would have to be paid differently than if it was like one single single thing yeah. so it was a, it was a legal issue of why but it, i i do think it would probably it would probably be better if you took it individual because the individual chapters it was it was nice having those broken up yeah definitely yeah but um all right. If anybody has any more non-spoiler, I would, I would, I would elaborate more. I would elaborate more, but I feel so betrayed right now. I feel so betrayed. I would yeah, sit I was gonna, down and calm down, but the knife in my back won't allow me to. I was going to comment on the fact that it seems like every week that we do this, Ian Torrance gives us our explicit tag earlier and earlier in the episode. <laughs> To the point I, where by the I, time we get to the season finale of Falcon and Winter yeah. Soldier, it's going to be like, I'm going to be in the middle of the intro. Hey, everybody. And then here comes Ian ah! screaming. Into the Eddie Murphy raw. He's out yeah. of control. <laughs> well, so I feel like, and, and you're not wrong, I am getting a little more comfortable each week of just letting my, you know, cursing like a sailor out. But I feel like I'm toning it down a lot. You are toning it down a lot. I'm really mm-hmm. proud of you. You know, people from my church listen to this. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> This is actually an intervention that we just disguise as a podcast. Oh, you here, Ian. Oh, um, so we're glad we're glad you're here. We're all friends with you. We just want well, you and I apologize that I'm not as fake as you guys because I know that you guys curse like sailors too. Outside of this, so it's true. You know, accept me for who I am. If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. So, Derek, I have a question for you about something you said earlier. Okay, go ahead. Curious. Um, you said you really didn't let your kids watch Man of Steel because you felt it was a little too dark, uh, it, but you were glad the Justice League was lighter for them. So are you going to let them watch this one? or I, I will. It's going to be a little while. I, I don't. That was one other thing. We'll get into it in the spoiler discussion. I don't think that it warranted the R rating other than some language because um, most of the violence was pretty. I mean, it was clearly CGI characters. I mean, I know there's a beheading and it gets a little dark what happens there at the end. A lot of blood, um, too. Whoa, whoa. Spoiler. Ah, I didn't say anything. It gets a little dark at the end. Like it's nighttime. It literally takes place in the middle of the night. But um, oh, anyway, that's, that's, that's so, another non-fuller thing that I want uh, to touch up on what Well said about how uh, Flash got better, um, more exposure to where we can actually know his character a little bit more as well as Cyborg. But something else I thought was awesome is that Steppenwolf actually got a story this time he actually got a backstory we actually saw his motivation for, mm. for you know doing the the whole attack not only his he, had a, he had a purpose off, yeah um but just just knowing knowing why he's doing what he's doing i i think was a great great addition to the movie yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I think Steppenwolf is better. Um, but before we get into too much of that, um, I feel like we're going to start straying into spoiler territory here. Um, to answer your question, Wells, if I didn't already, I think I did for the most part. That Yeah, I'll, I'll let them watch it eventually. Um, they oh, they will not game? be able to sit down and watch four hours. I can tell you that much. Right. You know, they can barely sit down and watch a half an hour show. So <laughs> four hours isn't going to happen. But yeah, it wasn't so much that Man of Steel was too dark. It was so much as it was, it just won't hold the toddler's attention. You know, it's got to be, yeah. it's got to be bright and flashy. And there's a lot of excellent filmmaking going on there that a toddler just does not care about. <laughs> they, right. they want flashbang. But anyway, we're going to get, uh, we're going to into our spoiler territory here. So we're going to take a minute and have a, uh, an ad break. 
So there's going to be a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to come back in. It will be full spoilers. So this is your spoiler warning. As soon as that ad is over, um, you're going to hear the little chime that we have in each one of, in each episode, and uh, we'll be in full spoiler territory. So once again, I don't want any angry emails. I do want happy emails, though. Before we go to the ad break, I'm going to take a second. Um, please, please, if you have anything that you want to add, you want to talk about what your thoughts were on the on Justice League, you want to talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier, even going back to WandaVision, anything you want to say, send us an email. Let us know your thoughts on this. The email is paperweightent at yahoo.com. Uh, you know, let us know if you want us to use your name, uh, give us your comment. Uh, let us know what you're thinking and we'll read it out on the on the podcast so paperweightent at yahoo.com and let us know what you're thinking so now enjoy a word from our sponsor hey everybody welcome back this is your official spoiler warning from here on out we're going to talk about the movie with no filter we're going to discuss everything that we can think of about it so again this is your spoiler warning if you haven't seen it get out right now all right guys so let's get into it um so I'm going to go ahead and air out my grievances right now real quick so that we can uh, we can get those over with because they're not that many. And uh, I know that these are going to be the things that you guys mostly disagree with me on. Um, I, like I said in the beginning, the, the first hour and a half I thought was really, really, really slow. And I know that Zack Snyder really likes his slow motion. And I know that Zack Snyder is a a really really artful director that loves uh you know his his visual style that people know him by his visual style but oh my god you could have cut a half an hour of slow motion out of this movie every single scene for the first hour and a half is slow motion every scene and slow motion does not make a more epic shot it doesn't do better when Cyborg is having his little his his memory of the uh, of the football game, he's it, it, the entire thing is in slow motion. And then when he runs for the touchdown, when he runs for the goal line, it goes into slower slow motion. <laughs> that doesn't make for a more epic shot. It makes for a boring freaking scene. Everything about Cyborg's backstory that got cut out of the Joss Whedon version, I thought desperately needed to be in there because Cyborg was absolutely way underserved and i can understand why ray fisher is so salty about everything that happened on top of whatever else i can understand you know i don't know whatever what else happened on the set i wasn't there but on top of everything else what, he's got to be furious about everything that happened and the fact that his entire character got cut out of the movie but i couldn't care less about that scene because i was so annoyed when i'm sitting there i'm like okay god here comes another slow motion shot are you kidding me are you kidding me? It's going to take him five minutes to get across this goal line? For the love of God, Zack Snyder, stop visually jerking off and just shoot the movie. That is are, my are biggest you gonna edit, Anything else Are you going to edit out the part where you said you really liked the movie and then you started shitting on it five minutes later? <laughs> no, really. After that, that, like I said, it was all the, the character intro stuff. <laughs> I, I hate him when they slowed everything down. It's ridiculous. Really liked it, though. Good movie. I, th good movie. I think really the reason like why I had such a hard time with it and why I felt like it was so slow is because it really was... <laughs> It was basically the same movie. It just like the the story points what? were the same. It, it's basically if if you if you just break down the plot points of the movie, Bruce Wayne goes to recruit Aquaman. Um, okay. You know, Aquaman refuses. Uh, Steppenwolf okay. goes to Themyscira, takes the Mother Box. All these beats, all the beats of the movie. It's basically the same movie, 
it's just got a lot more time to breathe. The scenes that Zack Snyder did versus the scenes that Joss Whedon did. The Zack Snyder ones are nine times out of 10, just the better scene, even though I miss some of the humor, but not much of it. Um, I think that, you know, it was a better movie, but it was basically the same movie. So even though I saw, you know, this new cut of it, one of the reasons I think I was so bored with it is because it was basically watching the movie I've already seen, but just slower. So that's why I didn't like the slow motion at the beginning of it. Um, and like I said, I know the, it's not the, the exact slow same motion movie. scenes were different. They were different. Why, scenes. why did you not like the slow? Mo- why did the slow motion in the beginning of it bother you, but not the slow motion in the middle and the end? Because that was when there was more he accepted it by then. No, no, it, well, because it, there wasn't as much slow motion because the, as the action started picking up, most of the slow motion was happening with the character interactions and like the character introductions. And because those were things that I already saw in the Joss Whedon cut, you know, even though they were doing, except for Cyborg, Cyborg's was different because you didn't see any of that because they just decided that Cyborg wasn't important, which is ridiculous. He's the heart of the movie. But the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the slow motion later on didn't bother me because it wasn't so prevalent and that was new stuff that I hadn't seen yet. And so it felt even slower because this is all information that I already know. You know, I know Bruce Wayne goes to find Aquaman. I know Steppenwolf goes to Themyscira. I know that um, you know, Lois Lane is dealing with her grief. I know all those things. And so it was really, that's why I thought that the first hour and a half was really boring. Now, like what Trent was saying, if it was a, a, you know, a miniseries where that was just that part, it might not have been that bad. I, I might not have noticed it as much, but because that seemed so much slower than the rest of the movie, it really bothered me because I've watched, I watched it twice or most of it. I haven't got to finish the rest of it. Allie was watching it with me. And so she, she hasn't gotten to watch it all. She's watched about two and a half hours of it. Excuse me. And so, and I tried to watch it twice for this, but I didn't get through the whole thing. Um, and so it didn't bother me later on because it felt like it wasn't used as much and because the action picked up and it was new information that we hadn't seen yet. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my biggest gripe. And I the know that stuff was new information that we hadn't seen yet. And I literally just said that, too. Yeah. You said it was the same I, movie and you don't understand, like, why they did that. And, and, and then you I feel like you, you contradicted your own point. No, I didn't. I said that the well, problem okay, with the don't, slow don't motion. Scream at me. <laughs> I said that the, the problem that I had with the slow motion at the beginning is because that was all stuff I'd already seen. There wasn't enough different to it except for the cyborg scenes. I thought that the cyborg scenes were needed. I thought that there shouldn't have been as much slow motion in them, but at least it was interesting because it was new information that I hadn't seen yet. And um, and I, I when I talked slow motion, what it was for for the cyborg scene was to show the intensity. But does it does it show that, intensity that, to, to slow thought, down I, to I, that I part? Thought, I, I thought it did. I thought it showed his heart. I agree with Bob, but I also like I agree with you saying, Derek, like the slow motion within the slow motion was obviously yeah, not necessary. Like I'm, yeah, my, I'm, 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 I've been sitting here, you know, Wells has got it on the video that we're on. Wells has got it in the background. And the entire time <laughs> that we've been seeing this, the shots have been slow motion. Yeah, like it's, motion. it's just now getting to the point where they stopped with that. And I just, it, it's just, it's too much. And I know, like I said, Zack I Snyder I loves just slow motion. I understand the grief, the, your grief with it. Yeah. Um, but that's why I had such a problem with the beginning of it is because it was just, it, it felt slow because for the, for the sake of being slow, like the also um, the scene with Barry where he rescues Iris. While that's a cute scene and it introduces Iris, that literally, you know, when I was talking about the runtime being too long, that scene had no business being in this movie. 
at all. It, it did nothing to drive the plot forward. It did nothing to drive Barry's character forward because that's clearly something <laughs> to set up a Flash movie that they've gone through rewrite after rewrite after rewrite. So there um, was a point you're saying. Okay, um, continue. Barry is beyond creepy in that uh, because while this woman does not know what's going on, he's like laying her gently on the ground and caressing her face and staring at her like a weirdo. Um, and also, what truck and driver, what professional truck driver, <laughs> what professional truck driver takes his eyes off the road for five minutes while driving down a crowded city street? Exactly. Yeah, how long does it take to grab a hamburger off your floorboard? It's like, not worth people's lives. I know he's a professional truck. What truck driver takes his eyes off? He was like, it'd be one thing if he dropped his sandwich. Was like, oh gosh, and reached down for a second. But no, he's like, huh? Where'd it go? Let me look down here at my feet for a while, driving down a crowded city street. Also, right. the fact that Barry didn't seem to care if anybody else got hurt. He didn't save the hot dog guy. Didn't check on the truck driver. Didn't clear anyone else out guy of the was street. Fine. I understand that, but it didn't show that Barry checked on anybody. Didn't do anything. He just was so infatuated with Iris. I'm just saying but, that that scene didn't but, need to be there. But what I'm saying is, like, you can see he hit the hot dog cart. Hot dogs everywhere. Not thank God, because that really helped. Body parts job. everywhere. Like the the hot dog guy was like completely off to the side, like with his hands up, like. He was good. Like, why, why would you need him to check on somebody that's already good? Why are you not nervous, man? That's all I want to know. Uh, and plus, if he would have checked hey. on him, it would have took another 20 minutes in slow motion. That's yeah, I'll chime in. I'll chime in for a second because the football scene that Derek was talking about, that was my football scene for me because I agree that the slow-mo was just almost unbearable in that scene. And I realize you have to slow it down to show the Flash's powers. But like to Derek point, had said yeah. earlier, it's like slow-mo within slow-mo. And it just seemed like a lot. Like, I respect the scene because it introduces the Flash. It gives us a minute to kind of get to know him, get to know his personality. He comes which out of the, his shoes, which is awesome. The theatrical. The shoes was awesome. That, that was cool. Yeah, where, I mean, where he the ran theatrical... out of the shoes. Go ahead, Trent. Am I still, am I still muted? Like... <laughs> no, buddy. We can just... <laughs> when, when, you're only muted when Derek talks over you. <laughs> no, I, I was defending the scene from a standpoint that it was good to introduce the characters because each character got their own little scene. Like Wonder Woman had, which I know I think was in the uh, theatrical cut, but it was extended in this one where she thwarted the terrorists. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all had their own little intro scene, which I thought served the movie well because they didn't really get that in the theatrical cut. They basically rounded up all these Justice League people in a two-hour movie and you barely got to know who they were or what their powers were. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, if you read comics, you know all that. But, but anyway, so I, I think this scene served a purpose for that reason, but I agree that it was kind of weird and way too long that was just my personal opinion on that scene and when you have scene after scene that's like that i agree it can wear on you but that's just Zack snyder's style i guess and i guess you just come to expect it when you watch his movies but so i mean i don't know well and i, and I, I think see it's both funny sides. That one of Derek's gripes is man the guy drops a burger it's just dangerous who like, who realistically reaches for five minutes to grab a burger? Anyway, back to the guy that runs super fast in slow time. Um, <laughs> There's a difference between suspension of disbelief for superheroes versus suspension yeah, of disbelief for the, the setting which they're in. Like there's you you have to have some realism in order for the things that are not realistic to seem exciting and fantastic because if everything is a cartoon then everything's just a cartoon it's the looney tunes it doesn't matter you have to have realistic situations in order for these superhuman beings and these these ultra you know these 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 fantastical elements to make any sense because if they don't then everything just falls apart and so you can't it's laughable to think that that situation would have ever happened in the first place flash should have never had to be there that's why i'm not saying that 
that, oh, it's so much easier to believe a guy can run at the speed of light and, and reverse time than it is for a, for a truck driver to We've spent way stupid. more time on this hamburger than I anticipated. Well, it's a really mildly really gripe about the movie. So I want, I want to get it out of the way. Really? Right. That's twice you've gripped about the movie. No, the, this, this whole section, that first hour and a half of the movie. That's the my slow-mo. Oh, okay. The slow-mo. Yeah, I just want to say I really enjoyed the uh, Flash Iris scene that we're talking about here, but uh, I was very distracted by the slow motion. I remember even thinking during the scene that it's weird that the fastest man alive is, also has the slowest scene on the entire planet Earth. <laughs> and didn't the hot dog weird you out until you realized what he was doing? Yeah, like, until I'm I like, realized what he yeah. was doing. I was like, why yes, is he fingering this little hot dog next to her face? <laughs> what is he, what's he doing? Like this I'm sorry. I, thought, I, thought that was the, I thought that was the point where Ian was staring at the back of his eyelids. I didn't know he was awake <laughs> during that scene. Well, see, I'd already seen it earlier in the day. So it was oh, cool. yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting. <laughs> anyway, Bob, you're uh, any any other thing, any other uh, critique of my critique there? Everybody else piled oh, on pretty hard. No, I already said what I was going to say. Okay, hey, I, I played the middle. Sure. I didn't pile on. The, I see uh, both sides. Yeah, he kind of he kind of agreed with your with your the, silly complaint. The one thing that I'll say about it is <laughs> that it's it's not a silly complaint. It's a it's a valid complaint. I'll move you back to the waiting room. Um, <laughs> I, can, I can trump everything you're saying well, about that right now by the fact that you like the Green Lantern movie, and and we're going to talk about uh, like things happening out of nowhere. Where did Peter Sarsgaard get that wheelchair? Where did that wheelchair come from? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. wow, he took it way yeah. back on you. That's all right. You can take it way back. I, all right, look, I will go right now. I will. I will. Uh, I will make a public statement. I really enjoyed the 2011 Green Lantern movie. Bite me. It was fun, and it was, a, it was really good for a Green Lantern fan. It was a garbage fire of a movie. I liked it. I don't care, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Justice League. You don't believe that? No, it was a garbage well, fire I'm, of a I'm, movie I'm that just, you could drive dump I'm, trucks through the plot holes well, in that movie. But, yeah, and, and exactly, and you're admitting that, but I'm saying, like, I'm not trying to slam you for having an opinion. I'm saying... There's this movie where you're you're saying like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Like a lot of that movie didn't make sense. And you're like, I don't care. I like the love. Hey, here, Shut up. Moving on. Here, let me let me let me summarize. If that scene were in the Joss Whedon version, it would have made more sense because of the tone and lightheartedness of the movie. Would you agree oh, with the, that? Like the campy, the campiness. Yeah. Yeah. It was I, okay, yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's where we could draw the line on that complaint because I agree it does seem silly for Zack Snyder's movie, but if that was in Joss Whedon's version, you might be able to buy that a truck driver is fumbling around for his burger for five minutes while driving down a crowded street just because you know he was going for a different vibe. Well, the other thing I was going to say about all that is that um, you know what I mentioned earlier is that this this cut never would have been in theaters. So no. there's no no telling of how much I, I really think that if if Zack Snyder would have been able to finish the movie and actually put out his cut it would have probably been about 240 two hours 45 minutes maybe even three hours long and i think it would have been perfect or two like i agree with that like if you would have i I honestly think that there is about a half an hour of this movie that he could have cut out and it would have made it a perfect movie i agree like that's that's you know i i said earlier i really did enjoy this movie and I, I truly did enjoy it, but I, I think that there's a lot of bloated things in there. And I think the reason why it is, is because the fans really, really push for this. And that's the whole reason why it got greenlit, why they put any extra money into it is because the fans really wanted it. And Zack Snyder, to his credit, wanted to make sure the fans got every single scene that he shot that is a cohesive scene. And so even though I don't care for for how bloated it is at that beginning, I, I don't fault him for it at all. Um, and I'm glad that he did, you know, it just made it a little less enjoyable for me. And then I'll go back and watch it starting at chapter two. 
and it won't be a big deal or chapter three and i'll just enjoy everything else about it that i like um but moving on from that does anybody have any other does anybody have any gripes about the movie we can get the negative out of the way and then we can just focus on the positive yes that was literally my only gripe is that was overuse of slow motion all right awesome bob you had something go ahead bob I don't like that there's not going to be any continuation of it. Yeah. I hate that it I hate that it left stuff open and got you excited to to um expect certain things to to come to light in the new movie and we know that there's not going to be one. So I hope that it gets enough that it gets enough um you know fan base to where they might think, you know what, maybe we did something right here. And we can actually have a continuation. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think that it's a tragedy that we're not going to get any more of these. And I, I hope that something could happen because you never know. They might. But I know that Walter Hamada is going to be in the Flash movie. And yeah, I know he is. Man. I know he is. But I was going to say that Walter Hamada, the head of uh, Warner Brothers or the head of DC division of Warner Brothers, said that they're not moving forward. And Zack Snyder said that he, he's not doing comic book movies anymore. He's not doing DC movies. Now that's that doesn't fine. mean that it's, it can't change. That doesn't mean it can't change and they can't have to decide Snyder. to go on. Yeah, I agree. I really hope that they do I'm, something with it. I'd I'm like more chime optimistic. in on that. Um, I was actually seeing something earlier from a YouTuber I watched that was talking about uh, rumors she had heard from good source that they were wanting Zack Snyder to possibly do Wonder Woman 3. Yeah, I'd heard that as well. And I think I think that got debunked because I think that everybody was pretty happy with Patty Jenkins. So I don't yeah, know for sure if that if that got debunked, but I don't think they would. But uh, Trent, you had something you wanted to say there. I saw your. No, I, I was just going to say, I mean, I have nothing to go on with this other than just my own personal feelings, but I'm a little more optimistic because, I mean, who would have ever thought a couple of years ago that the Snyder Cut would have seen the light of day? Right. So, I mean, when they yeah. say that they're not moving forward and that that's the end of it, yeah, that's probably the tune they're singing for now. But I'm, you know, this has already picked up a lot of steam and a lot of hype just for being out, what, five days now, four or yep. five days. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a little more optimistic that something would happen down, down the stretch. I mean, they've already kind of said what the plans were going to be for the second and third justice league movie um and one of my other gripes that i was going to get to had to do with the end they obviously set it up for those movies um so i mean you know it, it may never happen but I, I guess i'm just a little more optimistic that it could happen down it the could. Road. i think that when they when they see how well it's doing they might change their mind because like you said it is doing really well right now that- it is the second highest rating rated dc movie on rotten tomatoes i think just under wonder woman or quote may, that i read it from may Zach have snyder it. i don't know it may have passed it by now the snyder quote that i read which who knows if it's true or not but his quote read something like you know i'm done with i don't have any plans to do a sequel unless warner brothers you know it kind of like left it hanging there like unless right. warner brothers decide oh, they want to do it which is like well that's kind of how sequels work you know there's right. not going to be one until they decide they want to do one so i don't know i could see it there being a scenario where the fan power you know, rises up again and Warner Brothers is, is like you said, hey, look at the mistake we made with this and look at the response it's gotten and, and they decide to let him finish the story. But we'll see, I guess. And yeah, let we'll Henry see. Cavill still play Superman. Absolutely. Right. So I um I do have a gripe about the movie. Um it's not necessarily a gripe per se, but is it that Wells watched it before you watched it? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll shut up. Um <laughs> no it's uh God, thanks for bringing that up. Dude, you were the worst. You were the. You were the you were just starting to heal, worst. Derek. 
Oh my god! Yeah, this will, I'll never recover from this. Anyway, uh, one of my gripes is um, well, two of my gripes now is I, I like I thought the Flash was better in the Snyder Cut. I man, I want to say it. I was not a fan of Ezra Miller's Flash. Like even now, even now, I like I thought he was more tolerable, but I still didn't care for him. I thought anybody else would have been better. Um, not Ian, of course, because he's a backstabbing. (laughs) (laughs) But reverse for yeah, (laughs) yeah, you are. So yeah, man, um, I I didn't really care for Ezra Miller as the Flash, and I heard you guys say something about they plan on doing more Ezra Miller Flash moving forward. But did you hear like there's a lot of backlash for him? Like a lot of fans want him out. Yeah, there is. There was a a video that happened. Yeah, there was a video that happened last year, right at the beginning of like the the COVID lockdown, where he was in some Nordic country. I don't remember which one it was. He was in Norway or Sweden, Finland, somewhere around there. I think. Yeah, it might have been Iceland. Where he uh, he was in a bar, and there was kind of a tussle with some some people, and they went outside, and then there's a video of him actually grabbing a woman by the throat and putting her on the ground, and. so there's been a lot of backlash because Warner brothers hasn't said anything about it. And yet they've fired a couple of people because of like offensive tweets. And so a lot right. of people are pretty upset about it. So I don't know. I, I think the fact that they haven't said anything about it, I, um, I think it's still happening and I'm pretty sure flash is moving forward pretty quickly. It's in pre-production it's supposed to start filming. Plus soon. He's still in the uh, fantastic beast movies. I think, isn't he? I think he's, if still they ever, if they ever yeah, do any more yeah. of those, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I thought they were like, I thought that was they, they are, I, that was just, one. They are. They're, they're, it's just taken forever for them to get that off the ground. Um, but all right, any other uh, any other gripes before we go? I I, I want to just kind of go. Yes, I got yeah, one go more. Uh, Trent, oh. go ahead first. Well, so mine has more to do with the ending, and I don't know if you have a special segment reserved for that that I could talk about it, um, or I could get into it now. So no, go you. ahead. If it's a gripe, go ahead and get into it now. I mean, it's it's less a gripe. I was just going to go out and say that the ending didn't really land with me personally. I liked the regular ending of the movie where they defeat Steppenwolf and they'll have the heroic pose at the end and even the little epilogue with um, Silas Stone's voiceover and, and ending with Superman ripping open his shirt and showing the S logo. I thought that was really cool. I don't believe Henry Cavill had ever done that yet in his movies, but I could yeah, be that wrong was, on that. That was the end of the Joss Whedon cut. Also, he just had the blue suit instead of the oh, black okay. one. I don't see. I don't remember as much about that, but anyway, my, my gripe was the, the tacked on ending that was shot. I think it was the only thing they shot for this new version it's the the one that everyone is it's the one that everyone uh obviously was probably the most excited for with the nightmare sequence uh, including joker and deathstroke yeah um yeah i I I personally hated that scene it didn't land with me like um i like the nightmare segments i enjoyed the nightmare segment from batman versus superman i realized that they were planting these seeds for a sequel because that's probably where the second uh justice league movie was gonna deal with um, I just thought it felt weird at the end. Maybe it would have been cooler had he been having a nightmare in the middle of the movie. Maybe. I don't know. But it definitely felt tacked on at the end. Um, and, you know, the jury was out for me after Suicide Squad on, on Jared Leto's Joker. I don't feel like he had a proper amount of time to shine, so I didn't really want to uh, develop a full opinion on it. But after seeing him in this, I'm still not real sold on him. I don't like his See, Joker same that here. Much. I, I I didn't. It, I still didn't think it was a his little. His voice better. was more clear, but yeah, I thought the it, laugh was still goofy. It was better than Suicide Squad, and again, it wasn't much screen time, so it's hard to give a full impression. But I just 
the whole scene it just it was filmed weird it had this really weird in and out of blurriness handheld shot which maybe that's because it was supposed to be a dream maybe that was intentional i know didn't they like film that in Zack snyder's yard or something something so like that i'm sure they had like a he lives in the desert um i don't think any of the actors were actually on set together it was pieced together um which is probably part of it but i don't know it just it was a weird scene for me i was looking forward to it because i knew obviously it was going to be included um when they revealed the joker and and that extra footage but i don't know it didn't land with me yeah i actually agree agree with you trent it didn't land with me either i i I remember getting to the end of the movie and thinking well where's the scene with joker are they just going to throw that in and then they did just tack it on the end and i uh I actually didn't mind Jared Leto's Joker in uh, in Suicide Squad. He wasn't fantastic, but I didn't hate I didn't hate him. It was a different I, take. I liked him a little better in this, but the the whole scene itself, it did. It seemed forced. It didn't really fit with the rest of the movie. Um, and then and go after ahead. you're done, I have one. Well, I was just gonna say at the very end of that, um, when Bruce actually does wake up from the scene, you know, the little inclusion of martian manhunter at the end which i love martian manhunter i thought it was cool that they put him in the movie but i thought that was kind of weird that the movie literally just ended with him floating down to bruce's patio and being like hey i'm martian manhunter see you around <laughs> that, i think that that would have been better <laughs> see you later i nice think house, that, that scene would have been better if um if they hadn't shown him earlier in the movie <clears throat> because when they show him earlier in the movie when it should when you find out that martha was not actually there talking to lois that it was martian manhunter when you see him at the end of the movie you're like all right that's great i'm glad that war's coming but war already came <laughs> You're as strong as Superman. We literally had Where to bring Superman back you? from the dead. Where were you? Where were you? Like it really, it, it paints Martian Manhunter in real bad light if they actually go Thank forward you. with this. Yeah, you um, definitely expected more out of him once they tease him with the the Martha reveal, and then it's like he doesn't show up again. <clears throat> yeah, but along agreed. with the along with the gripe about the end scene, I'll finish my thought and then I'll let you guys get to it. The only other thing that I had a problem with, as you could tell, that that was one of the ones that was seen later or showed filmed, seen later. That was one of the ones that was filmed later. <laughs> Because Batman didn't fit into his cowl, he was very skinny. It was it was even really Bruce Wayne. His 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 cowl kept shifting on his nose <laughs> because it was it didn't fit him anymore because he lost. When so he much woke weight. up too in the bed, like you could tell, like oh wow, this is definitely filmed later because yeah, like, he was probably thirty smaller. pounds lighter. Yeah, but anyway, go ahead, uh, Bob. I think you were trying to pop something in there. Um, I disagree with all that. Uh, I thought that la- <laughs> I thought that last scene was amazing and to hear to hear batman uh, actually do a full-on threat to joker i thought like it, it made me squeal and i like the martian manhunter thing because that 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 scene happens you know just a few minutes after a few minutes after uh, they you know find the new place to do the justice league and he says room for more and then he has a nightmare and then another one for the league shows up i thought i thought that was amazing um i do agree now that i'm thinking about it that he should have helped but but uh i there right. there was nothing i didn't didn't like about that i thought i thought that was an, an amazing scene and, and i thought i thought the chemistry between jared leto and and ben affleck uh, i don't know if they were together but but the way they shot it, it, it I, I thought it was phenomenal i i loved every second can we, yeah, can that we was one of the main squealing. What, what was that? What did that sound like? What... <laughs> I, I, okay. I do agree. I actually really like the Martian Manhunter reveal. I just wish they hadn't shown him earlier in the movie because if they hadn't shown him earlier in the movie, it's like, oh, awesome. Martian Manhunter's here. He wasn't just hiding while Steppenwolf was trying to take over the world. So that that's the yeah. only reason why I didn't like it there, just because they showed him earlier. But I, I really loved the 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 reveal of it. Wells, you looked like you were going to say something there, bud. 
Am I the only one that felt like it was weird that he introduced himself as Martian Manhunter instead of John Jones? I, I, I yeah, was thinking that, John but you guys couldn't hear me because everybody was talking. I was like, when he was like, if you can call me, I was thinking John Jones. And he was like, yep. Martian Manhunter. I was like, I'm not calling you that long-ass name. <laughs> <laughs> First well, of all, you didn't that, show up to help. Second of might, all, who are you? I don't even know where I'm at. They might not have done that because March Manhunter might not be as well known. They, yeah, I'm they, sure that's why. You know, I, I didn't know the Jones name. So uh, I know March Manhunter. So um, mm-hmm. I think that's probably... probably Plus, it would have been kind of funny to see this weird green-looking dude be like, hey, I'm John Jones. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, John yeah. Jones. Yeah. Nice to meet John you. Jones, Chevrolet. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Those parents probably show their kids the Justice League cartoons. Yeah, it's true. But but he could have said, I'm the Martian Manhunter, but you can call me John Jones. Yeah, John Jones. yeah that go. would have worked out. Yeah. But I do I Should do agree. It's right probably because nobody nobody knows who John Jones is unless you're a comic fan. And a lot of people a lot of people aren't. Like we said with our uh, WandaVision episode when my sister asked who that green lizard person was at the end of WandaVision. Sorry, Jane. I just I want to circle back to Bob's thing real quick about the Joker. Um, I I agree with you, Bob, that it was cool to see um, Batman and Joker. Uh, like I said, I don't think they were actually there together to film the scene, based on what I read. But just having them in the same scene together, I thought was cool. And I think I read that that's why Zack Snyder even really did that scene was because he felt like he owed it to people to have those two versions of the character yeah. together. Um, so, I, I mean, I agree that that was cool. And, I, I mean, I'm not dogging the scene. It was cool in theory. I just thought its placement was weird and it was filmed kind of weird. But I guess, you know, other than just having Batman and Joker in the scene together, I'm kind of with Deathstroke. Like, why the hell's Joker here? <laughs> what yeah, purpose yeah, does he serve yeah. Right. So, yeah. like, I felt like he was unnecessary from that standpoint. Well, but it was cool to see them. He, he I there. think they said that he knew where the mother box is. I think that's what I read. Oh, where Joker knew where the mother that. box was. The dialogue in the scene was great, though. I love, I love the yeah. back and forth between between the two of them. I just thought the scene as a whole was a little tacked on. By the way, before I forget from that same scene, did Mira have an accent earlier in the movie? Because if so, I did yes. not notice it. She comes yeah, out she in that did. movie yes. with this stick-on accent, and I was like, where did that come from? Yeah, that was the because... smartest thing they could have done for Aquaman was get rid of that god-awful accent. Well, I remember the Aquaman movie, obviously, and she had no accent that I that i recall and i guess i just didn't notice it earlier in the snyder cut but she comes out in that scene with this thick heavy accent i was like what the heck but i guess i'll have to rewatch her <laughs> maybe comes out I didn't peanut Lana that way yeah it was real bad are, are you <laughs> yeah. guys um are you guys familiar with uh with the story behind um the uh post-apocalyptic uh batman in the trench coat like you you guys familiar with where that comes from in the comic i request uh, elaboration <laughs> um so so ba- basically basically in the comics there's a there's something like somebody has a vision of something and they show batman in the future like in a post-apocalyptic world like that and he's got the trench coat on and he's got the thick suit and i think like even like he has like goggles at some point it was zero year, um, wasn't it? well no, it was a quick no it was a quick it might have been like in zero year as well but like there was a quick like it was a small segment within in a comic strip, uh, and I, I don't know if it was Batman, Batman Incorporated. It was one of those like Batman spinoffs, I think. But that's not Bruce in the future as Batman. That's actually Damien, an adult Damien Wayne. Oh wow! Yeah, that is. So Batman that's where that kind of that was the future Batman where yeah, yep, failed yep. Gotham. Yeah, yeah, yes. And it, it's a short little strip, like it's not very long, and I don't remember the whole setup because I, I know I read it. 
I had all those uh, issues on an iPad, but uh, that iPad is no longer with me, unfortunately, with all those comics on it. But like, I would like to go back and read and uh, try to remember like why the hell that was in there. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's a thing. And for um, for that to be in there, I thought that was kind of cool because I'm kind of wondering if that's where he got that from because like he had the same kind of trench coat on right in the comic and uh i feel like he kind of combined the two things of that and uh with with superman because i don't think in the comics it was it was superman he was trying to um battle against i I don't remember but i know that uh i I feel like injustice the game i feel like that's they like tied those two universes together yeah yeah and i that's that's clearly what he's wanting to do in the next if if he gets a chance to do another one which i i really hope he gets a chance to but um i want to move away from this scene and uh kind of go back towards the beginning of the movie and just talk about some of the differences between the scenes that we did see because like i said i know you guys disagreed with me but it really a lot of the story beats were the same even though the the scenes were better the scenes were cooler they had more information they had more backstory but a lot of the settings were the same for the scenes that they were in um like the wonder woman scene I, I i don't understand the the change that they made a lot of the changes that they made in the theatrical cut i just don't understand why you would have made them that the the wonder woman scene in this i thought was perfect even though again a lot of slow motion um it was just a better scene overall you got to see her blocking the bullets with the gauntlets in like real time um she actually jumps out of the out of the window to throw the the briefcase up in the air and it's a really neat shot of the briefcase really high up on her kind of ascending right behind it and then the excellent character beat of her talking to the little girl after everybody was that's still cowering when everybody else is okay i think that that took something away there was a, a really great human moment where she just yeah asked a little, called a little girl princess and asked how she was made sure she was okay yeah it was a really sweet moment and that was the first time of many in this movie that i cried because i cried everything go ahead trent <laughs> I'm reminded of your uh, your burger truck driver complaint again because <laughs> I'm watching that scene with Wonder Woman that you're talking about. And did anyone else think during that scene that in the time it took her to run down that entire row of people blocking every single bullet, she could have just ran to the gunman? Yeah, and, I thought that in the theatrical <laughs> cut too. She could have just taken him out. Hesitated him. Like, why are you blocking every single bullet? Like, it took you twice as long to do that. You have super speed. Just run up and knock this man out. I just thought that was funny. But yeah, I agree. The scene scene was really cool seeing her in action. But I will say one thing about that scene is that uh, Zack Snyder proved once again, he has zero care about having his superheroes kill people because she straight up murdered those guys. Like she she smashed <laughs> well, that dude's head against the wall. She bashed his head in and bled out everywhere. And then literally blew the other guy away. He disintegrated. Nothing was left but his hat. Wells, you had something to say there, but she's supposed to be like that though. She's supposed to be a violent warrior. It's true. Um, she's 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 hardcore Amazon. I was I, hoping I we would have got the, I saw some leaked images of her holding like a, a handful of heads in her hand. Um and she is with some like other warriors look like they're from other countries. I was hoping we would have got to see that in the movie, but we didn't. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I saw that as well. Now that you yeah. mentioned that. It was like a full photo. This this was yeah. Wonder Woman or this is the actress that played her on her Instagram. Like this is a real photo of her holding <laughs> it. <laughs> it was definitely yes. Wonder Woman. <laughs> oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I really liked that scene. Um that was one that I thought they did a really good job of of expanding on. And that's just something that that this movie had going for with that four hour runtime that they had time to to really give character moments to everybody. And uh, we, I think we should get into uh, to Cyborg at this point, because Cyborg 
Um, I think it was Wells that said he got really they they did him dirty. It was bad. Yeah, I agree. Like they 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 cut out everything about him. He he was just about the main character of this movie. And then yeah, it's the, weird how they made the original make sense without him. Now that I'm thinking back about it, you know, yeah, like they just, he was the driving plot force. I felt like did it make sense though? I, I made a little bit of sense. I, I, I was going to say I don't feel like it did make sense. To be honest yeah, they had to that. they had to really force some things by taking that stuff out. It it didn't work nearly as well. If you have you, have you guys uh, watched this Snyder cut and then gone back to watch the the Whedon? I refuse. Version? No, I'll never go back. No, I will. It's, I'll it's, watch it here probably. I, 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 I read so. this. I did this, and let me tell you, like it's it's painful. It was already painful enough because like I watched it before I watched the the Snyder cut, and then I went back and watched it again. And let me tell you, man, it just seems so like forced. Like it just seems so like like just thrown in there it, it just seems like everything just just compressed and it just it's well and derek it's kind of like you said they were trying to get it below a runtime of two hours yeah and again it cut away a lot of stuff that it shouldn't and i feel like and i agree on the cyborg thing one of my uh things i love the most about this movie was how much depth they gave him in the Snyder cut and the interactions that he had with barry that he was actually establishing a connection and a friendship with barry in this one right like the scene where they're digging the grave and he said something yeah. about Wonder Woman and he's just like, oh, I think she goes for younger guys. He's like, that, you know, she's like thousands of years old. Every, every guy's a younger guy, yeah. Barry. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. I like that a lot better. Bob, do you like Cyborg better in this one? I know you I know you do, but I just want to hear your thoughts. Yes, I, th- I, th- I thought he was done perfectly. Um, uh, I did notice the CGI getting a little spotchy in some scenes, but I didn't think it took anything away from it. I thought he looked awesome. Uh, I, I love seeing him um, understanding what he can do. And I, because I, in the Whedon one, just all of a sudden he can fly and then right. he's weirded out by the gun at, you know, the Superman scene. So it made more sense uh, of him knowing my suit is, is reacting to a threat. Right. So I, I I thought I thought he was done perfectly. Yeah, I really liked how they uh, how they showed his mind, like when he would go into when he was explaining things and when he was listening to the recording from uh, from his dad, and how it would show him intact in that mind space as Victor, not as Cyborg, uh, yeah. because that had a really good payoff at the end of the movie where he goes into the Unity and he's not Victor in the Unity, he's Cyborg in the Unity, and that makes that that character arc complete from where he's longing to be who he used to be. And then he gets to grow to the point where at the end of the unity, he, he says, I'm not broken and I'm not alone. And he can be who he's meant to be at that point. I thought that that was really great that through the whole movie, you see him in his Letterman Jersey. He's, he's, you know, Victor stone, not cyborg and all those, in all those instances. Um, but also I think that one of the most important scenes there with him is the scene with the waitress where he, it shows his heart. It shows his character. Trent, do you have something? Yeah. No, no, I'm sorry. I, I agree with all that you're saying, but no, I didn't have anything to um, add yet. I, I do have, a, I do have a quick thing to add, if if, if that's okay, Derek. Yeah, go go. So, um, I I like, I like how they did Cyborg in the Justice League. Uh, his introduction to to uh, Diana and like pretty much everybody, but the Diana scene. Uh, one thing that bothered me about the uh, Wheaton cut was the fact that. Bruce and Diana are talking and he's like, all right, I'm going to go get this guy. You talk to 
you know, uh, Victor. She's like, oh, okay, I'll go find Victor. And then later, Victor finds her. Like, why is Bruce Wayne looking for me? Said, well, first of all, you were listening to the conversation. You know why he's looking for you. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, second of all, Diana's like, if I was going to hurt you, I would have hurt you by the leg. Jackass, if he was if he was standing there the whole time, why didn't you just walk up and talk to him? Then you're supposed to be finding him. He's yeah. right there. Why don't you just be like, oh, you want me to find him? Boom, that tree. Look behind the oak tree. There he is. I'm a, I'm, that's, that's why I'm Wonder Woman. That's why I'm Wonder Woman. So I don't understand why. that. I'm so glad they cut that out because I think I literally screamed the TV and I was like, this is just stupid. Like, why don't you just walk like, hey, we see you over there. Why don't you, why don't you hover over here and talk to somebody? You're so, clinking metal and you glow. We can see you. <laughs> we can see you. That man is playing Galaga. He didn't think we'd see. So I, that annoyed me. Like, A, you literally know everything about everybody. Why is Bruce Wayne looking for me? You've been, spy, you've been creepily spying on everybody the whole time. <laughs> so you would know. And again, why were you looming down by the swamp uh, when you could have just walked up and talked to him? So the fact that she was supposed to recruit him but then uh, slacking on her job, lazily just went back, hung out in the back cave, talked to Alfred and put her feet up on the desk like she owned the place. I don't think she really did that, but still, like, what's the point in that? So I'm really glad he changed that, the, the way they, that they did that. He wasn't just, you know, by a creek somewhere. Well, there was, like, no uh, Joss Whedon footage whatsoever, I don't think, in, in this version. No, and Zack Snyder, all... Snyder said, to begin with, that there will be no shots from, from him at all, which is understandable. There shouldn't have been, because it, then it wouldn't have been his cut. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I, I want to get on to Steppenwolf, if we can. Um, I, I, I've, I've seen, and again, again I'm going to be um, bumbling. The villain here. or the band? <laughs> the villain. Can I say something about Cyborg before you get into that? Yeah, go oh ahead, buddy. God. Uh, I just thought it was really cool how, like, when he was in school and his mom had to go there and she was talking about, uh, I guess he had hacked into the system to help some girl with her grades that was going through a hard time. And her, his mom was like, well, she was going through this and you didn't do anything to help. And that's just the kind of person he is. Right. And then later, right. Cyborg. And he has these abilities. He he does the same thing on a grander level when he helps that lady, and um, he puts that money in her bank account. I thought that. Well, was yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's still hacking in to help people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Silas, his his dad had the uh, the line. I can't remember the exact line, but he said, um, "You know, the burden of his powers is not to." use them to like to launch the nuclear he was talking about the nuclear codes and how he could do that he said the burden burden isn't to use this it's the burden is on you to know not to or something like that basically saying that it's it, it was it was cyborgs great power comes great responsibility line it was a really good line if, i wish if, you could remember the whole thing right. if you don't remember the whole thing ian probably does he's watched the movie a few times apparently right. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. Everybody good to move on to Steppenwolf? Yes. All right. Um, so like I was going to say, I'm sure I'm going to get bombarded with hate here, but I actually, the, the, this is the, one of the only things from the Joss Whedon cut that I actually like a little better, not Steppenwolf as a character, but his design, if they would have had Steppenwolf's like facial design with the updated uh, story and 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 the the better graphics because the step I don't understand how they could have a movie that they had to spend less on have the visual effects look better 
than the movie that they spent so much more on. But Steppenwolf looked better. But I, I thought he had the derpiest face throughout this in entire the, movie. He had a real derp one? face. Really? Yeah. I thought his face was ten times better. Yeah, he had a real derp face. I thought his face looked better, but... <laughs> he, he's <laughs> derpy as can be, man. His face was good, but there's a lot of like people saying that he's adorable, too, and they probably shouldn't be saying that about Steppenwolf. Uh, yeah, he adorable? Kinda, no, they he, looked, he looked like a derpy pug. <laughs> a derpy pug? <laughs> But also the 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 biggest I had I had two gripes with Steppenwolf in, in this like two legitimate gripes is that I didn't like that his armor just kept moving constantly I thought that that was just it looked silly um, and then uh, his voice yeah, I thought derpy. that the modulation on his voice made some of his earlier lines really hard to understand and I don't know if it was just because I was listening to it too quiet you know the volume too low or what but I thought that the it was a little hard to understand what he was saying like when he was in Themyscira. Um, I thought it was a little difficult, but other than that, I thought that they actually gave Steppenwolf something to do. He no longer had an Oedipus complex where he was constantly trying to screw the mother boxes. Mother, mother, <laughs> I know yeah. you crave uh, for the unity, mother. It was. He got himself so so like a like apocalypse. To be honest with you, the way they did his voice. Yeah, yeah, a little bit from from, from X Men. Yeah. Yeah, but I uh, overall, I thought that they did a much better job with Steppenwolf. I still think that he's a lame villain, but he was kind of supposed to be. He's just setting up for for Darkseid, who is the better the better villain. Which, which by the way, a- actually being able to see Darkseid several times, I thought yeah. was phenomenal. You don't just get one little mention at the end of the movie for Darkseid, and <laughs> that is it. And we only got it once from Darkseid, but he gave us one quick scene where Darkseid had his hands behind his back, and I really appreciated that. Yeah. yeah. We also only got one scene of his scene of his Omega Beams, but it was amazing. Sure. Yeah. The the nightmare that Victor has when he's in uh, in Atlantis and those Omega Beams go off. I uh, that was Have my. Have they ever moment. explained why he can't shoot those in a straight line? Have they ever explained? Because I don't know. Omega. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that explains okay. it all. That's all you yeah. need to know. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would expect that from a man that's seen a movie multiple times. But <laughs> I the the. <laughs> I really like that he had more to do and they 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 had a little more time for him to uh to talk to Desaad, which I thought was awesome. They brought Desaad into it and uh giving him a moment of explaining why he's there and and his actual reasoning for trying to get back into Dark Side's good graces. I thought that was great. Uh they did a really good job with it. And he was a little more vicious in this one. I thought, you know, you see him throw that horse and Themyscira and look pretty pretty rough. So I thought that that was a much better setup for him as a villain. Every time you say the name mm-hmm. of the place, I feel like you're saying you're saying thin mascara, and I just imagine him putting on mascara the whole time. Well, it would help with his derpy face. Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> Calling it that. So I I uh I went back today actually because um, again I, I don't remember as much about the the uh, the Justice League, um, and I went back and looked up pictures of. Um, Steppenwolf, just talking about him. Um, because I forgot, I knew, I mean, obviously, I knew they changed the design. I remember when they first revealed the um, the leaked in, or what leaked, but the image from his redesign. And I remember thinking at first, I was like, oh man, that's kind of seems like a little overkill. Like, I thought it was kind of goofy looking at first. He looked like he just was like a walking bag of razor blades. Um, but <laughs> watching the movie, I thought it worked really well and I thought it looked really cool and badass. And I see where you're coming from a little bit with the derpy faces, Derek. It didn't bother me, but I, I see why you would say that because he did kind of look kind of cross-eyed or whatever in a few scenes or something about it. I don't <laughs> know. But, um, <laughs> but just out of curiosity, because I thought they just only changed his armor 
So I went back this today and looked up some images and comparing the two from the Justice version and the new version. And my God, I cannot believe how different they looked. Oh, it's that, completely that, different. That original Steppenwolf was a, like I remember him being pretty lame and, and lackluster in the movie and not memorable. But my God, he looks so different and just goofy and just not intimidating. And it was just, oh, my God, he honestly, a hundred times I, better in the new Trent, one. I this thought. is going to break your heart. So please don't be mad at me for saying this. And there's nothing wrong with it because I love this man as much as everybody else here probably does. But I honestly felt like the original Steppenwolf and, and the Justice League. I can't even say that. But uh, I thought he looked a lot like a fossilized uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> Well, that's probably why he looks so weird to me is because he did have more human qualities to him, but he still had this like gray, almost stone like skin or whatever. And it just had this weird uncanny valleyness to it. And I do don't you wish I he remember... would have said, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Well, no, I was just saying that he just looked really weird. And I just thought the, the redesign was just so much better. He was more menacing looking not just from the armor but his face and his overall body when his armor would like disappear and you would see his giant hulking like shoulder and back muscles and his little horns or whatever like he just was 10 times better looking in the in the the snyder cut yeah he, i uh, uh go ahead ian i was just gonna say like he actually had his head was that shape in this movie too in the snyder yeah. cut instead of having yeah. him just having on a big weird helmet for no reason yeah i thought that was cool too yeah well, I, the well, reason the comic, I think the comic version looks so much different. Like, yeah, the reason why I think I liked it a little better the the design with the Justice League one is literally just his facial design, because everybody else in in uh, on Apocalypse looked more human. Like when they when they actually showed Desaad and Darkseid and Granny Goodness, like Steppenwolf was the only one that looked like a giant weird monster. Everybody else and and he's supposed to be. You know, really? Darkseid's uncle. Yeah, if you go back and look at it, Desaad looks well, humanoid, that. and Granny Goodness just looks like Granny Goodness. And even though really Desaad looked a Granny lot Goodness. like, um, I can't remember the character, but one of Thanos's. Um, yeah, yeah, like I know Corvus Glaive, whatever. Yes, thank you. That's the name that escaped me. He looked a lot like him. I thought. Yeah, I'm just saying that his features were more humanoid. You know, there was nothing humanistic about. Um, I don't think I think I made that word up, but anyway, there was nothing human. <laughs> about the Steppenwolf design. Um, but that doesn't matter. Right, and that's what I was saying. From the comic, he, was, he, he had a very human face in the comic. Like, he even had a goatee. He had a goatee, yeah. <laughs> he looked like Zorro. Like a Zorro mustache. Actually, yeah, he, he kind of did. Yeah, that's, that's why I liked the... Uh, if they would have had the armor that he had in this with the face that he had in Justice League, but just more polished and not looking like a turd, I think it would have been better. Um, but I really liked him. I love, like I said, I love that they brought in the sod. Um, and I want to kind of going off of that, we were talking about dark side that the, the past scene of all the, the tribes of men and Atlanteans and Amazons and all of that, everything, that whole scene was so much better in this movie by the simple fact yeah. that it was dark side, not Steppenwolf. And then on top of that, you got all the extra scenes with Ares and, uh, and some more, uh, a little bit longer with Yalinger, which I thought was awesome. Um, yeah. That's the Green Lantern, by the way. What's his name? Yalinger. Fun fact, Yalinger was the Green Lantern that his ring forges with the star heart, which becomes the, the meteorite that Alan Scott forges his lantern and ring out of. So that character directly ties to the original Earth Green Lantern of Alan Scott. Fun nerd fact. But anyway... 
So is his ring going to find someone? Because I hate that the ring took off, and I thought, damn it. I hope we get to see where that goes. In fact, also, Zack Snyder was going to put Green Lantern at the end instead of Martian Manhunter, and WB told him basically to F off. And that I know. I thought that I was so, and it was going to be John Stewart also. I was really upset about that. It's like, I know they have plans for a, a like a, what, a TV series, I think, but it's yeah. like, you could have still put someone in there, even but if John Stewart's not going to be in the TV show. Theory. Well, there you go. Even more reason that they should have. So I thought that was stupid. Like Zack Snyder, I think, threatened to quit. <laughs> What's that, Wells? I said Kilowog was in there, dude. I know that broke my heart when it showed the when when Cyborg had his little nightmare vision and Kilowog was all laid out in the foreground. Yeah. With a big hole through him. Poor Kilowog. I know. Everybody likes Kilowog. But anyway, yeah. that, that whole scene, the the expanded bit with Ares being the one that Ares just about took Dark Side out. I thought that was really uh fun to have him there considering the fact that he's the antagonist of Wonder Woman yeah. to show him being the savior of all life on earth it was still yeah. very funny seeing david thulis's little skinny english head on top of like a giant bodybuilder body yeah, it was. I, I chuckled <laughs> at that but wait are anyway. you talking about zeus no uh, no Ares. the oh. actor did i say his name right i don't know yeah david, david Thulis. Thulis. yeah, yeah. Drinks about that, was, that was his face it looked like that was cgi'd onto a giant muscular man's body that yeah it's kind of funny to me just just like they did at the end of wonder woman where they kind of they beefed him up to make him look more like Aries. It was pretty amusing because he does have a tiny little English I'm casting pinhead. choice on that, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, very strange casting choice. Um, I feel like I'm the only one talking about the scene. Anybody else like the scene? Proto Dark Side looking awesome. Um, other than me, yeah. Trent? I I was going to say <laughs> just drink, to just to elaborate on Dark Side. <laughs> Unless someone else wants to jump in, I'm happy to step aside here. Um, no, I think just having Darkseid's presence in the movie just elevated it so much more because we've mentioned already that Steppenwolf, kind of a lame villain. And, you know, I think that was one of the big flaws with the original Whedon version was that he just wasn't a cool enough villain to carry a movie. And, you know, so changing him up a little bit, giving him different motivation and story beats, but just having Darkseid physically visible, even though he didn't really do anything other than that flashback, I just thought, made the whole thing just way better um and i think you know we as fans knew obviously that dark side was the one pulling the strings even though he was never really mentioned or shown in the original movie right. um but you know to someone who doesn't know that um i just think it makes a lot more sense for the plot and just made the overall threat that much more menacing because obviously dark side's way more menacing uh, oh, yeah. than steppenwolf so just him being there just glaring or just like leaning over thinking about his evil you know plot or whatever just having him in the movie in general i thought was just, just his voice is enough to make you feel his vo- yeah his voice like he so i mean having him be the one pulling the strings and actually showing and just having his presence felt behind the scenes i thought really just helped the overall vibe of the movie yeah i agree um the the one silly silly bit of the storyline there is so dark side realizes that the anti-life equation is on earth that's what that whole scene with him smashing the axe into the earth and the big Omega symbol and all that like uh, lava lines and everything. So he realized that the anti-life equation is on that planet. Did nobody have a map to say, Hey, <laughs> this is the planet that we were just on. We can go right back there with a stronger force and maybe take these people out. Or when they found out that the mother boxes opened up, he's got boom tube technology. He can just go <laughs> like he, seven wolf didn't have to be the one there. So I thought it was a little silly. That... Scared because he well, got he... his ass whooped last time. 
Yeah, that's true. But I do think it's funny that it was played like, you know, Darkseid just forgot what planet it was when he's conquered thousands he, uh, of worlds. Maybe being near death, maybe he just didn't, he like kind of blacked out, maybe he didn't remember. I don't know. I was maybe. reading some fun, some funny uh, discussions on a message board earlier about that same topic. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. I agree. It was kind of, kind of funny. It was just, it, that's not, it, it didn't affect the movie for me at all. I just thought it was kind of funny. I was like, really, Darkseid? That's your like sole motivation planet. in all life and you forgot where you were? And it was the only planet he was ever defeated on, right? So you would think right. that would have stuck in his memory a little bit. Like, remember yeah. that one place where we lost that one time? <laughs> where I almost died? Yeah, the guy, <laughs> the guy put an axe in my neck. Yeah, that really sucked. Do you remember where that was? Oh, no. I'm so sorry. I didn't write it down. <laughs> I love that Ian is playing the movie while we're having our conversation. I think it makes this conversation feel more legit. I agree. And I keep seeing little scenes, and I think, oh, yeah, let's talk about that. There you go, see? Well, visual aid. It is a visual yeah. aid. Well done. If we're not careful, we're going to go the entire length of the movie. No. Um, <laughs> hey, in three hours, I've been up for 24 hours. Well, oh, man. I'm proud of you, Bob. I'm glad you're on here with us. Hopefully, um, you're off work tomorrow. She's not too happy. I know she's not. I'll, I'll apologize to her. I'll, I'll, I'll take the blame. She can hit me for it. Uh, but anyway. Because we're so, all going to blame you anyway. Let's go. Uh, let's go into uh, the Superman reveal and how that, or when Superman came back. That's another one of the scenes that was in the uh, in the theatrical cut. Uh, that was pretty similar, a little bit different, with uh, a really fun beat that I wish they would have kept in the theatrical cut, where Superman trips Barry and Flash runs into Aquaman, and you get that great beat at the end where Aquaman just points at him. <laughs> Flash just, I'm, I'm yes. so sorry. <laughs> I thought that was excellent. And and I I really liked the uh, the interaction between Batman and Superman in that where Superman is really just uh, just not talking to him at all. He didn't say a word to him. He just I prefer that. Yeah, I liked that a lot better. My only my only downside to that um, and they set it up right in the movie. Uh, They set it up with Lois going to that memorial every day. So it made sense for her to be there, but I actually kind of liked the idea that Batman had a contingency plan in the theatrical cut and that Lois yeah. didn't, they didn't just get lucky that Lois was there. Um, so I, uh, I actually, that's one thing that I liked about the theatrical cut that I liked I that, Batman, that. Yes, that Batman at least had a contingency, but I thought that otherwise that scene played out pretty much exactly the same way, but it was still a better version of it because of that, that added little bit with Aquaman and flash and the uh, the fact that Superman didn't have any silly lines, you know, he didn't lean in with his weird mustache lip. Do you bleed? <laughs> it's like that's such a silly line. Of course he bleeds. He's a regular guy. You know he bleeds. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I really like that better. And I love that Superman was just going to straight up murder Batman. There he was. He, he was, was like if Lois if Lois didn't happen to be there that day, Batman was dead. <laughs> There's no way. And we don't know that he he thwarted him with that technology that he stole from Amazon to try to take credit for. You can see the fear in his eyes. Yeah, he was pretty scared. But I do love. Uh, and speaking of that part, I love that it showed Alfred more um, helping him with his tech. I love that Alfred yeah. was so excited about those gauntlets that they worked. I thought that was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed uh, Super, Superman walking through the ship and hearing his two fathers. Uh, when he gets his black suit that was the second time i cried yeah i thought that was great yeah that scene was fantastic the only thing the only thing i wish they would have done is that i wish they would have added one line from jor-el 
explaining what the black suit meant like just one exactly. line saying because yeah. otherwise like he just walks past his regular suit for no reason you know i love that they put the black suit in there but i think that it would have made a little more sense in the movie if i mean they could have made up anything of you know we wear the black when at a time of right. great war or something like that anything like that i think would have been oh, no, i, I kind of like where you walk by and I, I just wish when he saw the black suit he just went away Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> look at that look at that one but yeah, well, we should have got a that. montage of him trying on all the suits. <laughs> he could do it super fast. <laughs> slow, <laughs> uh, slow motion. Everybody's just slow, over here yeah, fighting to the death for the world, and he's just like, I wonder what suit I should wear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, something else that I love is I love the uh, going back in time speed yeah. that uh, Flash did several times and how he actually saves the day because of it. That was the third time I cried. <laughs> oh my god was there a time you didn't cry did you battling this morning? i cried the first <laughs> hour and a half because i was so bored and i was really disappointed i thought i wasn't gonna like the movie and then you cried I... for being bored no i was bored joking. to tears i'm bored to tears that's right thank you <laughs> but like, yeah bringing up uh pouring a glass of orange juice just weeping into the cup <laughs> that bob that flash scene at the end you know the whole the fact that flash gets to save the day i thought that that was on par with all the stuff they cut out of cyborg that mm. was a crime to cut that out because that was right. fantastic that was perfect because they lost and barry you know he, he gives himself his pep talk you've got to break all the rules you've got to go faster than you've ever gone you know one step and as he's taking each step the world is reforming under his feet yeah. as he's yeah. running yeah. Uh, it was it was such an excellent scene and to cut that out to put some stupid russian family to take away whoa 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 to take away to take away flashes flash saving the day to give him a dostoevsky stupid joke while he's waving to a little girl in the back of a truck it's it's borderline criminal it made me so angry when i saw that scene of how much i loved it it made me angry also the scene where he was saving all the people from the debris and you just see him like running around right fog and all that it was yes It, 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 speaking of that scene that was earlier in the movie that was the one i, I think i talked to bob about this and maybe ian yeah that one bring it up yeah go ahead bob i'll let you bring it up because you brought it up to me that that, that wasn't that's my only one one of my only complaints one is amber heard because i can't stand her but but another another <laughs> one is batman telling flash because he's you know he's not used to being a hero and he's scared save one I, I thought that was I thought that was the most powerful line in the in the Whedon version, and I, I wish that could have stayed in there because I thought that was a great interaction between the two. Yeah, and again, it was a really good yeah. moment for Flash. Also, go ahead, Ian. No, I, I'm just agreeing with Bob. I was just saying, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I did like that line. I didn't hate everything about the the Whedon version version, but uh, I, I did like that uh, that that was in there. Um, there were a few kind of dialogues that I didn't really like of um, Batman's like, he was funny in the Whedon version, but that's the thing, like, he's not, Batman's never really been like over the top funny. I mean, right. the only time we really laugh at Batman is the Batman and Robin movie. I mean, right. <laughs> that's because that movie is laughable. So I, I thought they did, they kind of overdid his goofiness in the movie a little bit. Um I liked the use of Batman a lot more in this one, especially toward the end where he like he steals the guns and he's like shooting uh, all the parademons and he's jumping on that big cannon and stuff. Because I'm not gonna say like he was, I'm not saying he's useless in the 
in the Whedon version, but he did a lot less. Yeah, he didn't Whedon do much version. in the Whedon version at all. Uh, he just, well, he, he was a damn he good leader. Flew the jet. He was, good, he, he was a good leader, but he just didn't have as much to do. I actually thought Bruce Diana's Wayne was DMs. a better character than Batman in this movie. Yeah, I agree. Well, and I like that when he's charging toward the the shield, he's like, "I'll take down the shields. I'll take down the towers. You guys just do the job." Uh, he almost like crashes the first time, as opposed to the Whedon version where he just you know epically just breaks through on the first try i feel like they added more drama to it um like is he already like is he already gonna sacrifice himself for the for the greater good like before he even gets in like he's just gonna sacrifice everything to break the shield so i felt like he had a lot more going on for him in this than he did in uh, the whedon version and i know i want to say derek's seen a lot i know ian and i've talked about this several times like uh we we were huge fans growing up of uh, the Justice League cartoon. Yeah. yeah, and in the one of the first like the first episode was a I think it was a two part episode, wasn't it, Ian? Uh, three part, I do believe. Three part. Okay, so there was a three part episode where they all come together and band together because you know uh, aliens are coming to take over the planet and stuff, and they all kind of elaborate on. Batman not having any powers. They're like, okay, so what do you do? Like, what are your powers? And obviously, he, he's the only one in the group that doesn't have any. So I thought it was cool that they give him more of a meaning with no powers to actually do something. <laughs> is yeah, well, I don't really think it's a superpower, but um, yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, they gave him, like, he had more to do. He wasn't just kind of like the guy that funded the group that flew them there. Um, he actually had a purpose in this one. I thought like he was actually like kind of badass as opposed to just kind of like lingering around. Yeah. That was one thing that I think they did better in this one overall is that each member of the team had a specific reason to be there in that final fight. They all, they all knew their place and what they were supposed to do. And then they executed on it and they were, it gave more meaning to that line that Bruce said, you know, I don't care how many devil or demons he's fought and how many hells he's never fought us, not us united. And so they were actually united in that and they had their each role. Each person had a role and they fulfilled it. Right. I thought it was a little too much in that end fight when uh, Superman just showed up and he just kind of freeze breathed Steppenwolf's axe <laughs> and it was just done for. That was awesome. <laughs> I got I got to say as a reformed Superman fan I was uh I for years I hated on Superman because I was young yes, you and, bought both. I was young and naive oh, yeah, and now I actually I actually really enjoy Superman and Henry Cavill's a big part of that but also the comics got phenomenally like so much I was better. gonna say you you actually kind of started me I was always a Superman fan but you you started to uh try to sway me toward the because i was shocked when you were like oh i'm reading this comic and i'm like wait a minute that's superman you're like yeah like i thought you hated superman no, i did what, what happened i don't anymore oh okay excuse me i didn't know it was that easy <laughs> it is that easy but anyway that uh that is the best representation of superman that i've ever seen hmm. because the superman doesn't distract the bad guy the superman doesn't try and block an oncoming attack. The Superman stands in front of the axe and takes the best hit that the villains got and doesn't have any kind of fate. It's not phased at all. 
that scene where Steppenwolf is creeping up behind Cyborg and he takes a swing and Superman just inserts himself in between the two of them and takes I the axe that. to the shoulder. I thought that was way better. I, yeah, I thought that loved was better. that moment. And then his, his, his little not impressed. And then he just freeze breath, dust, dust his shoulder off, break the axe. I loved it. I, I thought Superman was absolutely perfect in uh yeah, and, and a, i actually a, like a, superman in the whedon version as well but i thought he was absolutely well, perfect in this one I, I don't not like him in the whedon version i just thought and i don't even remember what the line is but like at that scene like when he first pops up and he says something i'm just like oh god get shut the corn now like so corny man like that's <laughs> ridiculous and thank god that uh that this version redeemed him there he was just so badass man as he should have been, because like that was the whole point of bringing him back to life, anyway. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a second. Uh, Bob's gonna have to uh, to leave us here, so I'm gonna give Bob a, a minute to give us his final thoughts on Justice League. Bob, go ahead, bud. Um, my final thought is just one statement. God, I hope they bring this out on Blu-ray so I can buy it. <laughs> Agreed. I, I, I actually thought that too. I, I I heard that they wasn't going to, but I I hope they do because I think it's been a phenomenal. I don't think I don't think that Warner Brothers will be able to top it with their with their new Justice League or whatever whatever they're going to do. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's only streaming for thirty days, isn't it? Is it no? Because really no, they, uh, they didn't release it in theaters. So this is an uh, HBO okay. Max original. Oh, uh, that's right. I forgot about that. It was only for the theatrical releases that they're streaming them for. So, so it should be so for Kong versus Godzilla is only going to be streaming for thirty days. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have to make sure we watch it that weekend. And Mortal Kombat. And Mortal Kombat. That's right. And Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Forgot about. You guys that. are plugging future episodes. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Nice, nice plugs. <laughs> All right, buddy. I know you got to hop off here. Thank you so much for uh, being on as long as you were. Um, it's been a blast. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Right. Good talking it was nice to you, listening to you. Yeah, it was good talking to you again, Bob. It was good seeing you, Ian. I wish I could have oh. seen you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Next time, though. Next I'll, time. I'll fix it next time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. See you later, Bob. <laughs> see you guys. Yeah. Like I was saying with Superman, I thought that that was, that was perfect. And I, uh, I said earlier that I didn't really see the point of the R rating because I didn't think it was too bad. Uh, but that that end, how they deal with Steppenwolf was fantastic. I'm not a big fan of of superheroes brutally killing, but Steppenwolf <laughs> is is absolute evil. So screw it, wipe him off the earth. Well, and and the comics, the DC world, and you and I talked about this before, Derek. The DC world is a little bit darker than the Marvel, right. and I'm not saying Marvel doesn't cross that threshold. But the DC comics are very, uh, very brutal sometimes. Um, like in the Batman story arc, you know, the Joker literally has his own face cut off and he just like takes, takes it and like wraps a belt around it and, and, and <laughs> puts it back to his face. So that's the kind of universe you're talking about. And I don't know if you guys, uh, any dove into any of, any of the universe, uh, but on the comic world, but. Well, I know you guys do Marvel because we've talked about this and I literally have some of the same issues as you guys, but uh, <laughs> there's um, not issues like as in conflict issues. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So Batgirl, um, the Gail Simone version of Batgirl that she wrote, 
was phenomenal to me. I'm not saying the newer version is, is bad by any means, but that was very, there was a lot of blood and I'm pretty like a man gets his leg chopped off at one point. So I'm always, I'm always saying all this just to say like, to me, an R-rated version of Justice League made sense because that's what I'm used to reading. Right. Right. And I, when I say I didn't see the point of R-rated, I'm not saying I don't see the point of making it dark. I meant that the rating didn't seem like it was warranted it, other than, uh, you know, a little bit of extra Three F-bombs. violence. Yeah, I know. But I mean, that, that it just it didn't seem like an R-rated movie to me. What are they allowed? One in PG-13? One in PG-13. Yeah, think, one yeah. PG-13. Yes, sir. But yeah, I... Uh, but I, I absolutely love, you know, like I said, I'm not real big on superheroes killing. I can handle it. It doesn't trigger me or anything like that. But I think that uh, I, I think that the ending of Steppenwolf there was fitting. I thought that he deserved the beatdown he got and that epic shot of Wonder Woman leaping through the air to cut off his head only for it to slide through the boom tube to dark side was was fantastic. Well, of course, the one person that should be allowed to cut a head off would be her. Right. Like, as Ian was saying earlier, they're they're. Her people were literally built for war. Maybe Aquaman too. Yeah, maybe Aquaman well, too. Yeah. He definitely shoved that trident through his chest first. So. Yeah, he did. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna say, Trent, you've been quiet for a while. What are your uh, any final thoughts on Justice League? Uh, I mean, I feel like we hit all the major points. You know, it was it was a major improvement over the Whedon version. Which I know some of you might be thinking, well, that doesn't take much, but really, it's like, yeah. don't don't go in expecting just a few scenes to be a little longer or this or that being changed. No, it's literally in my mind was a different movie. Derek kind of said it yeah. was basically the same plot, which of course it has to be the same plot in a lot of ways without refilming the entire thing. But I mean, I read a stat somewhere, and again, who knows what's true on the internet? But I read that only ten percent of Zack Snyder's footage was used for the original theatrical cut i've actually i've read the same thing don't know how much of that's true true, but you know 10 percent is not very much um and to think that there were whatever that 90 percent less than 100 exactly (laughs) but whatever that equates to in runtime we'll say three hours or more worth of movie that was just cut out and changed um so it really is a different movie um the characters uh are just fleshed out way better um storyline makes more sense like Derek said it follows the same storyline but it's easier to follow and easier to understand (sighs) other than our little nitpicky gripes you know it was your typical Zack Snyder it was kind of a slog at first and there's a lot of excess slow-mo but that's just what you get with him um I thought it was awesome for for what you would expect out of a Justice League movie done right I thought that they nailed it you know the biggest mistake in my mind oh go ahead no, I was just going to say, slow-mo is to Snyder as lens flare is to Abrams. True. That's a perfect perfect analogy, yes. Um, my, the biggest mistake they made, and think of him what you will, but the biggest mistake they made with the original was bringing in Joss Whedon. And I know he's done some great stuff. We were saying last episode or the one before how much we love Age of Ultron and how underrated it is. Obviously, yeah. he's a very good director and knows comics. But they brought him in to make a Marvel movie with DC characters, and it yeah. failed horribly because DC is not Marvel. And I don't the know tone why the is people, just so different. Yeah, I don't know why the people at I mean, I know why the people at WB wanted that because Marvel is a humongous success, and the DC movies had not really been up to that point. But I feel like you're just insulting the fans when you do that. I mean, yeah, you might reel in a few casual fans that like the Marvel movies, but the real true diehard 
DC fans, which I'm not even going to include myself in. I like DC, but I don't love it the way uh, probably b- both Ians here do. I'm definitely more of a Marvel yeah. guy. But uh, I DC, love them both. <laughs> uh, DC is just different. I mean, they are darker. They're more just, they're less grounded. I mean, they're more, I don't know. They're just different. And they should not have brought Whedon in to say, hey, make the Avengers out of this movie. Right. It showed, it flopped big time. And that's why we have the Snyder Cut. And again, think of what you will, Zack Snyder. I admit I'm not the biggest Zack Snyder fan, but I thought this movie was just a huge improvement. I'm not calling it a masterpiece, but when you compare it to the original, it feels like it. Um, and it just fit with the overall trilogy that he was going for with uh, Man of Steel and Batman vs Superman. It just fit that vibe and tone way better. And yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I feel like but, I rambled on long enough. Trent, Trent, let me let me ask you this though. You you just said something interesting that just piqued my interest. Um, do you feel like we thought this movie was so good because the original was so bad? Yeah, I think that is a lot of it. So if I there think, was never a Whedon cut, do you think that you would have enjoyed the Snyder cut as much? I think I would have enjoyed it, yes. Um, I think a lot of the stuff we've already addressed would have still been true, that it was probably an hour too long, at least. But here's the thing, I think that would have taken... Yeah, I think that would have taken away from your overall review if there wasn't such a, as we deem, a bad one before. Like, if that wasn't there and this was the original cut, I think we would have liked it less because of all the slow-mo and everything that, that well, you yeah, guys touched I mean, on earlier. I'm yes, gonna, I'm gonna, that's that's fair, but I still, I wouldn't have disliked it. I would have still enjoyed it and thought it was Yeah, but I feel like movie. we would have been like, yeah, it was, it was an all right movie. I, I didn't mind it, but, like, I feel like it's just, we've been talking about, like, it's actually a really good movie. Like, really loved it. Um, as opposed to, I mean, it was it was all right. You know what I mean? Say, like the, I, I, I feel like, yeah, yeah. I, I guess we'll <laughs> never know. But well, I'm, I'm going to weigh in on thing. that because I actually have to disagree with you guys because I actually, you know, I said I actually really liked the just the Joss Whedon Justice League. I don't care. I know it's not as good as this one, but I actually really like it, and I still like this one better. And I think that. Um, I don't think that it would have changed my enjoyment of this one because the the feelings that I got from this movie weren't because I didn't like the other one. Why did you like it so much? Did you watch it on mute? Is that why you enjoyed it? No, I just I'm I'm easy to please. I like yeah, it. I wanted, How I can you still my... like that original theatrical release when you saw all the stuff that he cut out? Like I feel like he purposely sabotaged the movie. Like he was like, Justice League will never be as good as my Avengers. So I'm just gonna cut all this good stuff. Well, and and I agree with what you're saying, Ian, to a point. But I think, like, and again, I don't want to throw too much on Whedon because, like Derek said, they were like, "Oh, take this movie and make it under two hours," and we're not changing the release date. That's he true. had what a few months, like yeah, because that long? I, I I will never blame Joss Whedon for Justice League unless unless something comes out and says, you know, somebody officially comes out and says, yeah, everything that happened here was Joss Whedon's call. Because Kevin Suchahara, the guy that was in charge of DC and Warner Brothers at the time, um, yeah, got into a lot of trouble and he's no longer with the company because of this. He rushed Justice League because if he got it out in the day that it came out, he would get a big bonus for that year. And so he he's the one that sabotaged Justice League. Because what I was saying earlier with the story points being the same, if the, the big thing that Warner Brothers came out and they said that the reason why they moved on away from Zack Snyder and they went in this different direction is because Zack Snyder was not he, he presented his cut and it wasn't the direction they wanted to go, which now seeing this movie and seeing that the basic plot points of the movie and the basic story of the movie is the same story 
because it is it's the same story steppenwolf got the three mother boxes they had to bring superman back and cyborg had to stop the unity that's the bare bones point of the movie so if that really is why they wanted to move on why didn't they change the story why didn't they change the overall story if that was really something so i just don't understand the reasoning behind it and i will blame kevin suchahara instead of joss whedon because joss whedon had like i said a monumentous impossible task yeah i'm not i'm not blaming joss either i you know like i said i think he's a good director i just think it was the wrong person at the wrong time kind of thing and it was obviously the wrong what time. happened what happened with snyder was tragic if those who don't know part of the reason why he left also was because of his family tragedy so that was mm-hmm. horrible too that it had to happen that All way right. um but yeah i don't blame joss i just wanted to clarify my comment from earlier that i did not like this movie the way i did just because of how much better in comparison it was um i think that i think i think that's where a lot of the hype is coming from is that people are comparing it i really do think it was a good movie and and on its own merits like i'm not just basing it solely on what i thought because i didn't hate the original this league i didn't love it but i i do recognize its flaws and it wasn't great but yeah i liked it on its own merits i just wanted to clarify that yeah all right well we'll go on uh ian wells final thoughts on Zack snyder's justice league uh before that, I just want to ask, does anybody know why they cut the uh, Superman death scream out at the end or at the beginning? Because that woke all the mother boxes up, so it seems kind of important to the story. It, it was important. I really think it was because they were trying to distance themselves from Snyder and because it tied directly into Batman versus Superman and it didn't perform well. Uh, and so I think that they were trying to, to distance themselves from Batman versus Superman, which I think was a mistake, even though I think that scene went on about a minute too long. I think that the idea that that's what woke the mother boxes was a pretty important scene. And I thought it was a good callback. Um, but yeah, I think it was because they were trying to distance themselves from, from the other two movies since they didn't perform well. And like Trent said, they were trying to marvelize the DC universe and you just can't do it. They they're, right. they're different for a reason. Absolutely. Well, they, they added that scene with the parademons and Matt Van discovering they're attracted to fear, which is what ultimately led them to beating Steppenwolf in the original. So that's, part of probably why they included that scene in it which i actually did miss that scene i actually missed that scene the uh the the fact that that's how they got rid of steppenwolf was dumb but i like that scene because it was directly from the new 52 justice league with batman finding the parademon and all that fighting him in gotham right but anyway by the way that that new 52 justice league was amazing it was amazing but before we get off on that ian wells any any final thoughts uh yeah like I loved it. Uh, I think it was. I think it was brilliant myself because uh, because you watched it, it twice. That <laughs> and because it accomplished something that's not been done before. Uh, there's a theatrical release of a movie that came out. The fans fought for uh, another man's cut to be released, and even though it took four years, we finally got it. Yep. And he exceeded fan power. It. Yeah, it's amazing. It changed the game. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the fact that it's doing well, I think, is going to lead more uh, more studios to start listening to the fans instead of listening to what their metrics say. Because the whole reason why they wanted the theatrical cut to be under two hours because they thought that Batman versus Superman didn't do well because it was so long. Which that's not why. It was. It didn't do well because the story wasn't as good as it should have been. Yeah, I like the longer version of that movie myself. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Ian, I, Ian Torres, yeah. sorry, did did I miss somebody? I was looking down. No, I just nope, said I like nope. that the longer version of Batman versus Superman even better. 
Yeah. I didn't think it made it any better. I think it, they added like 10 more minutes in the movie and it, it, it didn't make it better for me personally. Uh, in conclusion to this is what I think you're asking me, Derek. Uh, yeah. Final thoughts. Um, nothing that I haven't already touched on in this entire uh, thing. I, I loved, again, I loved it, but I don't know if I loved it because I hated the, the Whedon version so much. But nonetheless, the result is still the same. I, I, I loved it. I liked it a lot. I, I thought I was going to hate it. I was trying not to go in with that mindset that that I was going to, because my mindset was, I hope this is a lot better because if it's just as bad or worse, there's four hours of it. And so your lower be, expectations helped you, basically. Yeah. I, and that's, I, that's what, what I'm say. saying. I, I, I think they did. And yeah. I'm like, that's why I asked if you guys thought you would like it as much if all if if the first version didn't come out because it's just it to me was what a dc movie should have been like it was just darker like like you said derek him taking the horse and throwing it and yeah um just and and then the head decapitation just like the blood splatter and um all that stuff man to me was like so much better and i think i'm starting to realize i have a problem with violence um <laughs> Ian Wells, so, uh, lock your doors tonight. I will. Yeah. <laughs> I always do. I'll keep my lightsaber close too. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna stop me. Um, but yeah, no. And on a serious note, I love the movie. I agree with. I was thinking the same thing. I didn't say it out loud to you guys, but I thought the same thing. I was like, man, if the Blu-ray version of that came out, um, I would for sure buy it. Absolutely. And I would. I would, be I would nice watch have, like, it a few 4K. times. Oh God, yeah, man! A four, uh, like a four K version of that with some with some special special uh, scenes, like deleted, not deleted scenes, but you know the. God, I can't imagine there are deleted stuff. scenes. It's four hours long. Yeah, but like the the extras and you know, the behind the scenes. Yeah, with more slow mo. Like, I think HBO Max released a uh, behind the scenes special on it. They did release it. a few things because if you go on there and look below it, there's a few other things you can kind of click on. Um, so yeah, man. Overall. Great movie, love loved love this version better. Um, this is one that I could watch a few times without thinking like. <laughs> so, my final thoughts are, do what I was just saying. You could watch it in nice little digestible bits since it's in six chapters, which I think helps too. You don't feel like hey, watching the whole four hours at once. You could. Just I watched watch it twice it. in one day. Yeah, well, I don't know if I consider it the second time as you watching it because you were unconscious a lot of that. I, I saw you over there. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, there's a. I may have watched it, but I never watched it as Us United. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I said, man, I'll, I can hear you snoring halfway through it. It's true. All right, all right, we're going to move on. Are y'all going to argue all night? Uh, What time is it? It's late. I could go for another hour. I know. So yeah, you better you might want to cut this off. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up uh, again. You know, my my final thoughts is everything that I've already said. I really liked it. I thought it was better than the Whedon version. Um, I would say it's it's probably uh, my third favorite DC movie behind uh, behind. If you say if you say Greenland, <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking DCEU. The Shazam is my favorite. I think that's the best. Oh, movie. okay. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it's what's uh, number two. It's, it's really exciting that, that the fans were able to do Wonder this. Wonder Woman, the people, the people that really wanted this to happen were able to do it. But uh, we have been going for a very, very long time, so we are going to uh, to wrap this up. 
And I'm going to remind everybody, please uh, rate and review the podcast. Please uh, share it with your friends. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. If you have anything that you want to say, email us at paperweightent at yahoo.com. And I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you later. Bye.